Hi there, listeners. We are Mackenzie and Jamie, and we are the hosts of the Made to Be Free podcast. We have conversations about pretty much everything, but we like to focus on holistic methods that will help you find real transformation and get further along on your journey to freedom. We are so glad you're here. Well, hello, Made to Be Free community. We are so glad you're joining us today. Well, just in case you forgot, my name is Jamie, and I'm here with the <laughs> lovely Mackenzie Swain. I'm here. Hello there. We are having a great morning, and we are enjoying being with you today. So last time we talked about repentance and a little bit of what that really means, um, the word metanoia. And the, the cool thing about repentance is that it's not just about changing your mind. It's also about changing your actions. So we thought we would take some time to talk about barriers to change. Yes. What are those things oh, that hold so us back? Yes. If this is feeling hard for you, you're in good company. Oh. Because changing something is uh, something, it is a lot to manage, honestly. It is. And it's yeah. okay. Yeah. And there's a lot of grace there. So you can change your mind about something and still feel old patterns and old mm -hmm. behaviors mm -hmm. and all of that. So we're going to go over kind of what mm -hmm. some things that helped us and Something yeah. to look out for. Yeah. Because the first thing is to know about change is, um, I don't know if you knew this or not. It's hard. Yes. <laughs> it's it is. really hard. If it's easy, it's probably not change. <laughs> <laughs> probably true. It's like, if you're not having any hard in your life, you're probably just like, mm, yeah. yeah, I need some disruption of comfort. Mm -hmm. yes. um, yeah. So let's talk a little bit about what those things could be. I think one of the things that comes up is defensiveness, um, pride and ego, mm -hmm. sometimes denial, right? Yes. Um, like Avoidance. I don't have a problem. Yeah. Yeah. I don't need to do that. Um, I think too, sometimes we lack a vision of what could be. Yeah. Um, we're going to be bringing out a few Dallas Willard quotes, quotes today because, I mean, he is the the king of all things like spiritual formation. We love him. Um, but one of the things he said is the will is transformed by experience, not information. Mm, yes. And that comes in for me. That, that feels really important to me because um, it's not just about, oh, I learned something. And I think I need to change. Like, I think sometimes some of the cool, the, the things that have been most impactful for me and showed me I needed to change was actually observing something. Mm. So like, I, I'm thinking about a vision of what can be. Um, so if I am operating in a particular pattern, that's just normal to me. And then I observe maybe another person doing things differently, having different mo motives, having different reactions and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, yeah. Oh, that's different. And I kind of think that's better. You know what I mean? I, I do. Sure. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things Jesus did is he showed the people around him a better way. He yeah. gave them a vision of what could that's be so good. Yeah. I think that the, you had said kind of like a lack of vision of, of what's next. Mm -hmm. And I mean, Jesus, he shows us a beautiful picture of the kingdom, right? Mm -hmm. And what we should be working toward or, or what he's overcome so that we can mm -hmm. work toward. Um, and some of the barriers, I love what you said about information because we do not lack information, no. right? 
we can memorize as much as we want of the things that we should be doing. Mm -hmm. And let's say we have certain certain goals or something where you feel like we need to do or whatever. And there's there's no amount of information that will get us there. No, there's no amount of motivation. Here's a big word that will sustain us. Oh, yeah. Motivation is not sustainable. No, it's fleeting. It is a weak foundation to build any kind of change on it is a big fat liar it's like (laughs) it's like those times when I've been scrolling through Instagram reels and I I see those ones where they um where they show like you know organizing a whole closet or something Mm -hmm. and like one like really quick and I'm like I am so motivated to go do that like in the moment oh my goodness yeah like I feel it that's good I'm gonna go do that closet yeah now what does it take to go clean the closet like let's be realistic Mm -hmm. what I have to do is I have to take all of the stuff out I have Mm -hmm. to figure out what I want to keep I have to figure out what I want to purge I have to figure out what I want to take to the thrift store Mm -hmm. and then I have to put it all back in in a beautiful fashion it's not easy it's not easy and motivation might be enough to do like a project like that right (laughs) But motivation burns out quick. Yeah, but but I'm telling you right now, I have not been motivated enough to do that. I mean, we did just do that with the kids' rooms. And I'm telling you, I'm, I'm still not okay from that whole experience. <laughs> so we know. Yeah, like this traumatic. Stuff, it's traumatic. This stuff is hard work, guys. We're not yeah. like, I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to like, you know, compare major life change with a closet but i mean they feel kind of like good examples right like it's like it's like it's that whole idea of what am i keeping what am Mm -hmm. i purging what am i yeah yeah so um and this is the thing too guys we are huge proponents of grace we love grace we want to talk to you all all day long about your identity who you are in jesus he has made you perfect by his blood his sacrifice there's nothing you can do to make yourself um good enough but Another Dallas Willard quote, grace is not opposed to effort. It is opposed to earning. So any of the things that we are going to talk about doing right now Mm -hmm. has nothing to do with earning salvation. It's Mm -hmm. all it, it, because grace, what comes out of grace, what comes out of the gospel, what comes out of repentance Mm -hmm. will look like work. Yes. However, thank you for that. That's great. You're not working for your salvation. Yes. Exactly. It's a product of, yeah. it's a product of changing your mind about something. Yeah. So if we were going to use it as a kind of faulty example, the motivation to clean the closet is the repentance and it's the like, I'm going to change your mind. I'm going to like, this is something that like we need to work on. Mm -hmm. Right. I, Lord, forgive me for that. But then what comes out of it, right. Mm -hmm. The work that, that work part, that's like the The actual work. Yeah. It's the spiritual practices. It's the formation. It's all that kind of stuff. So what's been helpful for you? Like when you've had something that you know God has said to you about Mm -hmm. like, okay, I love you, Mackenzie. You are my child. And Mm -hmm. because you are my child, I want to show you this thing. And then what would you say is like, what has, what has had to happen out of that as far as like spiritual practices and formation and like things that you had to do? That's good. Yeah. I I was thinking of an example of when I was going through this specific exercise of very much just observing what God was saying and Mm -hmm. what do I need to repent? How do I need to believe differently? And I remember going through this exercise with you, actually. This was like a couple years ago, at least maybe three years ago. And 
I received a vision mm-hmm. in it and it was a, kind of a confusing vision. And I, honestly, at the time, I was just getting used to God showing me visions and trying to decipher mm-hmm. like, what is it? And getting confirmation. And so I was a little confused by it. Yeah. And there was this, um, it was like this piece of paper that was kind of like severed. I think it was a piece of paper and it was severed right mm-hmm. down the middle and it was like separating. Mm-hmm. And I had believed at the, at the point that I needed to separate myself from the person, from this person's opinions of me. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Or I needed to like sever a relationship or uh-huh. something like this. And it was, um, that's actually not what he was talking about. <laughs> I got the vision wrong because I was convicted a little bit later. Yeah. Because I believe you said like, okay, why don't you think about this a little more? <laughs> Maybe you should think about this and really pray into it. So I remember praying and God was, he showed me, he's like, it's not severing you from people. Mm. It is severing your love for them from their love for you. Oh, oh, Like Ow. their love for you. Yeah is not dependent mm. on your love for them. Yeah, you it, yeah, you're that's not why you're you're not doing that. You're not loving them because they love you. Yeah, it's yeah. not like your no. love for them is not a response of yeah. their behavior right. or their actions right. or what they've said or what they've done and all of that, right? And now I think love is separate from liking and proximity and all sure. of that. Like I ended up not yeah. I ended up not it was an it was an old leader of mine mm-hmm. and a boss actually and I left the job and I felt mm-hmm. very good about leaving mm-hmm. the job, but I felt like God wanted me to learn something in that. It's like, you can't leave a mm-hmm. job. You can yep. leave a relationship, but do not take your love of humanity with you. Right. Yes. <laughs> because I have ordered you to continue to love this person. That's a good moment for repentance and yes. change. <laughs> yes. Like, oh, I'm not supposed to be mad at them for the rest of my life. Oh, yeah. I'm not supposed to, like, hate them now. And it was was kind of like, I remember God saying, like, this is, you have to grow up a little bit about this. Yeah. It's time to change your mind about the way that you see people. That's really good. And it was so hard. Yeah. But what came out of that was, like, not relying on the motivation to love people. Yeah. Right? Because. Oh, that'll be gone in that'll a, be gone oh, in, in an oh. instant. The first negative thing someone says to you, or whatever, we like get opportunities gone, right? all the time. Yes, to not love people <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so it was like, okay, what steps did I need to take after that? And I felt very honestly like this whole process it was very much like God didn't like leave me after He changed my mind. Mm-hmm. Right, every step of the way, it was like showing me a little more on how to do this. Yeah, and it was just how to approach people differently Mm -hmm. and how to keep my love for them Mm -hmm. separated from their love for me or their thoughts of me or their opinion of me or whatever it was just like nope I get to yeah I get to change my mind about this and I get and this is where the change comes I Mm -hmm. get to love people now Mm -hmm. despite what they now I don't have to like be constantly having all of that their stuff filtered through to make (sighs) sure that I can continue to love them do you meet the criteria? Do you meet the criteria? For my love. And it was like, yeah. no, I get to. Yes. And it felt like yes. a privilege mm-hmm. because I was leaning on this is a this is a yeah. holy directive yeah. to love your neighbor. That's good. And I get to lean on the creator that gave me that directive mm-hmm. to, in order to do that. And I think every time that you do something like that, it's like a muscle. Mm-hmm. It really is a muscle that you g- grow and you develop and so that 
it becomes easier the next time you have somebody that's like driving you crazy and you're like, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to love them. That doesn't mean they don't deserve my love. You know, it's like, that's a whole nut. That's a separate thing. Yeah. I do think that that's really interesting. And I, I, so I'll use too an example of, I, we talked about it last episode, but where God had to change my mind about how I was viewing like <laughs> how I operated in the world and what I thought about and, and allow, allowing my mind to go down neg- negativity and fear and worry and all those things. The, the barrier to changing that was that honestly, I felt like it felt kind of good in a weird way. Hmm. It felt, um, it's what I knew. It's what okay. I, I, in, you know, like for some reason I kind of, a, I felt like people who weren't realistic about the state of the world were kind of like, like the toxic, toxic positivity. Like you're not really, you're not really in reality. You know, I had that problem. And so it was like, so I didn't want to become one of those. And even though like God commands us to think on things that are lovely and he, he tells us to renew our minds and he tells us to, we don't have to get caught up in the muck and the mire of, of the way the world views things. And yet it was hard to change. Mm-hmm. So what happened was every time that I was met with the opportunity for fear and worry and anxiety and going down this dark hole, um, I had to make a choice right in that moment and go, am I going to actually change what I'm doing? Like what I'm physically looking at, what I'm, what I'm um, taking in, what I'm allowing to ruminate in my mind. Yeah. And then I have to change that thought. And changing thought patterns, guys, it's, it's actually a lot of work. Yes. It's a lot of work and it takes months. Mm -hmm. I'll just tell you that. Um, I would, I would have a cards of scriptures. Um, and I took them everywhere I went. And every time I would have a thought that I knew was not going to be, you know, was not on a thought that was conducive to the kingdom of God. I would read one of those scriptures and it, changed my mind it changed everything that's a great tip but it was work I think that could really help someone who's listening right now that's a very good practical way of changing your mind and bringing it back to something we know God said yeah that's amazing yeah um this kind of reminds me of you know I mean this kind of journey requires some self-discipline like that is you just described self-discipline Where it's like, I am going to do this regardless of how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do this with no motivation. It's just going to be something mm-hmm. that I choose to do, yeah. right? And that can feel very hard. And it just reminded me of when Jesus is like, um, they were talking about the hard things to do in the world and how do we, you know, how do we do all these things? Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey, um, I'm the vine. Yeah, You're the branches. Right. Um, if you remain in me and I remain in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I kind of come back to this when I'm like, this feels hard. What you told me to do comes hard. And it's like, okay, but I wasn't supposed to do it on my own. Yeah. I really yeah. can't do it. It's, it's really almost good. like an admission. It's like I'm admitting that I can't do it. And it's like, well, yeah, that's the whole Yeah, you point. can't you do can't it. You can't do it. On your own. So, it's going to have to be something that you do remaining yeah. in Jesus. And that is part of the whole, the whole enchilada. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <is that? laughs> 
it. It's like the word that came to mind. I kind of, I'm hungry. hungry? I'm hungry. I'm like, it's part of the whole enchilada. It's part of the whole thing that we do things, but we don't do them in our own strength because we have the spirit of God within us. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that's on those days that it does feel hard. You pray and you say, Holy spirit, I, today is a day that feels extra hard. Mm -hmm. So would you be here with me in this, in this? And, and, and I'm talking about for any behavior that you're having, struggling with any behavior, let him sit with you and help you. I, I would, love to bring another Dallas Willard quote in if I may Mackenzie I will you give him will you give me permission please do. okay so um listen to this carefully because this is really really helpful I think um my central claim he says is that we become like Christ by doing one thing by following him in the overall style of life that he chose for himself Hmm. if we have faith in Christ we must believe that he knew how to live. We can, through faith and grace, become like Christ by practicing the type of activities that he engaged in, by arranging, arranging Mm -hmm. our whole lives around the activities he himself practiced in order to remain constantly at home Mm. in the fellowship of the Father. Wow. That's good. How do we arrange our whole life? That's so good. I mean, arranging time Mm -hmm. is possible, right? Everybody has the same fixed amount yeah. during the day, right? Um, I think, and this kind of ties into another barrier of making change, is just the kind of scarcity about it. Like yeah. you won't have enough of something in mm-hmm. order to get something done that Jesus is asking you to do. That's right? so true. Like I don't have enough money. Yeah. I don't have enough time. Yeah. I don't have the right connections yeah my circle is so negative toward me mm-hmm. my family keeps saying that I am this person and I'm not mm-hmm. there is this scarcity of belief yes right I, totally that can be arranged because yep. it's just about changing your mind mm-hmm. right and he would absolutely not tell you to change your mind about something and not provide you with all of mm-hmm. the things that you needed mm-hmm. right yeah so like arranging and we talk a lot about spiritual practices so maybe we can talk about that because I truly believe Mm -hmm. that that repentance and changing our mind does look a lot like changing our daily practices too yeah for sure it it, that's what it's led to for me because I had to because like you said you had to stop looking at certain Mm -hmm. negativity that was feeding that right right like I had to I have to stop doing certain things I have to stop listening to certain narratives about yes. myself. Oh, totally. About people are like, you're this way. And I'm like, but I'm not. I'm not. I'm yeah. not that person. And I, mm-hmm. I maybe was, but I'm not that person. Mm-hmm. And now I'm headed in this other direction. Yeah. And me going in that direction isn't depend on you seeing mm-hmm. it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. So I think that there is this kind of um, daily rhythm. Yeah. I think that we can adopt so I'd love to talk about that because I think it actually is, like you said, that you're practical, like mm-hmm. bringing up scripture. Mm-hmm. This is just a very practical thing that we can do, yeah. whether we feel like it or not. Yeah. It exactly. will help us kind of move forward in that. Yeah. Well, I think uh, what's coming to mind is just I'd love to pray for our listeners right now because mm-hmm. I feel like so much of the time, you know, it just helps to know that you have somebody who's praying for you mm-hmm. that I, we want you to know that this is hard. Like yeah. it's not, 
this isn't a walk in the park. This is not easy. Yeah. So I know some of you are probably dealing with some things that feel really overwhelming to change. Mm-hmm. And we get it. <laughs> we're, we're right here with you. Yeah. And so I just want to pray for you guys right now. Holy Spirit, thank you for the things that you want to do in us and through us. And right now, I know there's listeners, Father, who are going through difficult things in their life. And we know that they have things they want to change. Maybe even things that you have brought to their mind. Things that you've said, I want you to repent. I want you to do, to just change your mind about this and do something different. So we're asking that you would give them the strength they need right now. That they would uh, just commune with you, sit with you, Father. So that um, it can just come out of their their life in a more natural way. And then give them courage to do the hard things, Lord. Those spiritual practices, those everyday things, Lord that in the moment feel really hard and difficult, but over time it's like building muscle Lord. So help them to keep that vision in mind that, that, um, instead of looking at like, you know, all the things they failed in, in the last week that they would look back from maybe back in a, to a year and think of all the ways that you've helped them over the year, Lord, and help them to keep that vision in mind for, for the future year, like for what's up ahead that, um, it's not just, it's not all about the little ways they fail, but the, are, are they are they constantly seeking your face? Are they constantly moving more to be um, someone who resembles you and how you did things? So, Father, we just pray that you would give them strength right now, whatever they're going through, Lord. We lift them up to you, and we thank you for what you're going to do in their lives and in our lives as well. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. That's so good. I know that's blessing somebody right now, for sure. So I think we should, we should definitely dive more into spiritual practices, but I think we should, there's so much to say there Yeah, that we will come back because I think that's a beautiful way to segue into what's next after all of this. Yeah. Like how can we shape and arrange our life Mm -hmm. to make this more possible? So thank you for joining us today. If you've enjoyed this podcast, would you consider leaving us a review and sharing this with your friends? Come hang out with us on Instagram. You can find the link in the show notes.